You can check out all the episodes of The Table of Truth on our website, www.tableoftruth.com. Welcome everybody to the Table of Truth. This is your man Cam. As always, is with me. Uh, Cam Two from the West Coast, representing. And Happy New Year to everybody listening. Yo, this is what up. This is Ed, aka I'm officially a old man. After all this was going on, Happy New Year. <laughs> and it's the New Year. Happy uh, 2019, everybody. How was your guys' New Year's? Was it cool, low key? What was what was good? Netflix. And chill. Yeah. <laughs> we did a little Netflix. I threw on some some Mike. I threw on some who, what's his name? GG. Um what's the guy named who blind? Um Ray Charles threw him on. <laughs> chill with the fam, yo. Kept nice. it quiet. Kept it quiet. Yeah, actually same. My girl was sick, so I was just taking care of her. So I actually kept it a low-key situation. Wasn't that bad. But but it actually was good because then I can kind of like uh, work on my, you know, 2019 stuff and that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I did my uh, every year. I do my letter to myself. I'm on. I am on uh, officially on year 21. And so, every year, I write a letter to myself. One year in the future, kind of give a gist of like fam, health, you know, homies, love, relationship, life stuff. Just kind of a kind of a check in on the, just like everything that's going on, and then I wait into one year and then I open it up again and I could read it, see what was going on my mindset a year ago. And then I write, I keep the letter going and I keep doing it. So I've been doing it ever since senior year of high school. Nice. And um, yeah, it's dope. It's actually dope. My, my uh, freshman English teacher, she had us do it when we were freshmen and she's like, all right, write a letter to yourself in senior year in four years, what your hopes are, what your dreams, all that kind of crap. And I've totally forgot about it to my senior year. Sure enough, uh, the week I graduated, freaking showed up in my mailbox of a letter from Cam, freshman Cam. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. And so I was like, yo, this is pretty dope. So I kept it going. And so I, I've been doing, doing doing it ever since. And so now I'm like, it's actually pretty good because what, what happens is it shows a nice like snapshot of like where what your mental was in you know the end of the year at that time. And then now you read it one year later, your some of your predictions come true, some of them don't, some things you're wilding, some things you're like, oh shit, I was actually pretty on point with that. But it's a cool check-in to kind of see just where you're at. So it's dope. You wouldn't say that's like a resolution or anything. It's just a nah nah. It's not even I I like I stopped doing resolutions like years ago, but I like I just like it because it's kind of a check-in to see where my mental is. And then one year later, I can kind of just, and then I hope, hopefully, you know, the hope is always that I'm always in a positive situation or in a good outlook at that time. So then if I'm not, then I can, you know, check to take, hopefully I'm taking steps to get to the next level or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, 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 man. You guys got any like resolutions or anything that crap? Um, mine is not more for me this year. I want to get my son into sports, swimming, wrestling, because he, he, I got a little football, a little squeezy football, nothing too crazy, but I need to put in sports now, unless my son will be a valid reason by next year. <laughs> yo, 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 there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with it, but I'm not, I'm not training. I'm not training. It's a hard, it's a hard, hard dance to learn. I'm not knocking it to all my dances, but I'm not doing no spins and stuff in the living room. I can't do it no more. My knee, <laughs> my knees can't do it. So. Uh, this year, I just want to concentrate on the sports. I want to see if he can get hit, see if he likes it or not. That'll determine where I'm going to go. If you ask me if I want to get hit or dance with women, 
<laughs> but you gotta mix exactly. it in. That's later. That's exactly. later. That's later. The, the and, two step is later. And, and, and ask yourself this. Yeah. You can be in great shape, mass flexible, <laughs> and you dancing with women. That's and true. Women come to see you. I like dancing, and all of y'all dances too. So I, I he's gonna he's in good hands as far as the dancing. I like that. Yo, man, don't knock, don't, don't knock the ballet, man. Same with same with like gymnastics and all that. Yo, I, let, I, let me I, I, let me go back and and they gave me the option and I know what I know now. Back then, bro, mm -hmm. what is the head ballerina? Uh, <laughs> what's your name? No, oh, oh uh, the main, oh oh yeah, yeah. news one, black yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. she is gorgeous. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is what I've been. Missing? I said that about look cheerleading. You could get a scholarship for just doing flips. That's true. That's <laughs> true. I might have to take that route with him, but I'm not gonna lie. That's a lot of pressure to have my son as a ballerina. I'm gonna have to explain that. I can't be on Instagram saying, "Look at my son." Why not? It's a new, it's a new day, and you know and, what? And <laughs> you think they're laughing at Barishnikov? He rich. That's you right. You right. You right. You right. But first, let me see if we can get Lynn Swan did ballet, bro. Mm -hmm. All of them. Yep. So, you know what? Right it might hurt. It might help us with his technique. You're right, but let me see first if we can get tackled. If he don't like it, then we're gonna go to something else. Do me a favor, Aunt. We're gonna Google, go something. Google Misty Copeland. Yeah, Misty Copeland. Copeland. There you go. There you go. go. Tell me you don't put your son in ballet after seeing Misty. <laughs> <laughs> Bet. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty hilarious. <laughs> Misty Copeland. I was ready to. I was ready to get my stretch on, do my pirouette. <laughs> I was ready. Uh, Cam, you got any like resolutions or any of that like goals and stuff? Hell no, because I'd be lying. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd be like, nope. I just do it. It's, it's I'm like a Nike ad. I just kind of do it. Um, I don't. I kind of mentalize, uh, mental com uh, compartmentalize it, and I just kind of do it over time and just try to make it habit. Because uh, everybody's got the typical oh, I'm gonna lose weight. And I'm like, man, I should have been doing that. Every all day. year long, all year long, you know, just every day, make it a lifestyle change. And I don't really hold New Year's resolutions. I may think of something, but I don't really put it out into the ether like that. Um, I just kind of make a change and do it. But I kind of do it, before, you know, in the beginning of the year or the end of the year or whenever and just do it and stick with it. But as far as like making declarations of, of resolutions, I really don't. I mean, I did get fat, uh, gained like 20 pounds after my competition. So I was embarrassed because, uh, you know, December is just all you can eat month. So <laughs> I was like, man, this is this is not cool. But uh, I'm not in my peak shape for competition. So I guess I'm just losing weight. But that's just all year round. I just take the month off to eat and, and uh, get a little plump. But I got I gained too much weight. But that's just because I wasn't training or anything. But now I'm back on it outside of that. Uh, you know, general life statements. Not like I said, it's not a, a resolution, but you know, live your life to the fullest. Blah blah blah. Live happy, be happy, <laughs> do mm -hmm. your thing. You know, so. That's that's right. Yeah, yeah pretty simple. much. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I know. We don't do resolutions. Just do more goals and uh, break things up a little bit. So I did have a birthday resolution though. I said from forty and on up, go to a foreign country every year. Yeah, see, I think mm, I think more like fine. stuff like that, where it's like I 
like resolutions are just you know whatever but you kind of keep it keep it where it's a more of a just a goal and even if you break it up into something like you know quarterly or something like that so it's not necessarily like this big overarching thing mm-hmm. not that bad dude i think to me it's those are the things that makes it kind of cool where you're just like all right cool let's do some cool shit and kind of just uh you know things that you want to just improve and always be in a nice improvement realm you know mm-hmm. yeah That's but yeah, man. I think those. I think to me, that's actually cooler than trying to do like, oh, I'm gonna work out every day in the gym or blah 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 blah. We're just like, oh, we should have been doing that for the last five years. <laughs> Y'all, I'm gonna get my credit up. Fool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> should have been on that. Yeah, I'm 40. I'm about to start this 401k thing, bruh. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Um, but yeah, nah. Resolutions is hit or miss. I don't really do them. Some people do them get motivated for the beginning of the year but i always say you should be just making a part of your life and just keep doing it you don't have to make a resolution you just you just make changes subtle changes throughout the whole year so hey man you gotta be in that constant self-improvement i think that's to me that's way more uh important where you're like constantly self-improving just be, you know one percent better every day or that something to that effect mm-hmm. i think that's cooler than uh, trying to do this whole overarching, like, big, oh, I'm going to quit smoking. Or quit. I mean, I, for some people, it works, though. Some people are just like, you yeah, know what? No, you know? no knock. No knock against people who do resolutions, but, you know, ho- hopefully you stick to them. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, other than that, I think I think for me this year, it's just more just uh, business goals and, like, other, like, creative goals that I'm trying to keep, keep moving, be consistent with, as opposed to, like, you know, overarching things. Mm. That's what's so, up. Yeah, man. That's the that's the good stuff. Seems like everybody's washed for New Year's Eve. That's good. Those are the young, our younger selves. Hey, you know what? I'm not washed. I just did it a week earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot cheaper. <laughs> so I went out to go see Questlove and uh Adrian Young. And well, how was that? Oh, it was beautiful. Oh, you know, okay. So let me let me give you a quick rundown before we get too deep into this. But uh I went to go see uh Adrian Young for the first part of my show. And uh, it was Adrian Young and um, Ali, Shah- Ali Shaheed Muhammad from A Tribe Called Quest fame. And they have a new group, kind of a jazz group called The Midnight Hour. It was a beautiful moment. It was good. Um, it was like at a jazz club in downtown San Jose. And then after the show, around 1030, I shot up to Mezzanine in San Francisco, which is another venue, popular venue for uh, dope events and stuff. And I went to go see Questlove. Now, it's been a minute since I've seen Questlove. And... Uh, those who are unfamiliar with Questlove, Questlove is not your typical DJ that's spinning music. Usually when you go to a Questlove show, he encourages everybody to dance and not look at him spin. However, the vibe was a little weird you know, listening to Questlove. Because I, I know Questlove throughout the years as a Philly producer, musician, DJ from Philly. Hardcore. Mm-hmm. And then over time, you know, he would, I would hear his sets and he'd put a little Nirvana, a little Green Day, a little this, a little that. And as I was in, you know, I don't know if this is a reflection of the area I was in or just his music collection, but I felt out of place at a Questlove event. (laughs) Yeah, I just didn't feel right. Like, I was like, his music stuff is cool. I didn't feel special anymore being Mm -hmm. at a Questlove show. I felt like if I went to a Questlove show with a lot of my uh, African-American people, Mm -hmm. I thought I could stand out because I had an edge up on Questlove music because he was different. But I went to the show and, and I was the minority, but like, I felt out of place because it it wasn't all my music; it was their music. If that made any sense, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, that makes but, sense. 
Yeah, but I mean, even like, you know, most Def was talking about that too when he was talking about when he's touring and like he'll go, he'll do a show, come back to Brooklyn, do a show. And like the majority of people are not black. Yeah. He's just kind of like, I mean, that's what it is. You know, nothing wrong with it, but that's what it is kind of a thing. Yeah. And I think the, you know, we can speak on more black people stuff later, but like that's something interesting too, is because now once these people that we've listened to and always been around for a long time are now more into the mainstream and like their household names now, then now it's like, you know, you'll go to a show and you're right. It's going to be mixed with everybody. It's not going to be like whatever. And then, and you know, and also a lot of black people, they're just, they're kind of just like, Oh yeah, quest love. That's cool. They don't, so you, they don't think of it as a big thing anymore. You know? So underground now is more diverse now. No, no, that's a, that's no, it's a misnomer. It's always been more diverse, but mm-hmm. now there's less black people that are checking for it. So, like, you'll have your average black person will know more about a Cardi B and Nicki Minaj beef than they will yeah. about Black Thought's new album with Celine mm-hmm. Remy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just mm-hmm. that's kind of the norm now. Like, most black people are in the are on the overground trendy yeah uh, steez of stuff that's just how it is which is you know whatever but so then when you look at the underground artists and stuff you're not going to see a lot of black people there even though it might be black artists still performing and so they'll they'll look at you like oh why are you going to freaking the roots show they're old you know like that kind of that's kind of like how they'll they'll look at it as opposed to being like oh shit yeah most deaf to live quality i'm I'm down i'm there you know but then when you go there it's mostly asian kids white kids and then others you know and then but then if you go to a cardi show it's a lot of black people plus everyone else, you know. Yeah. So that that aspect of it after a while, because again, you know, as black people, we create a lot of the culture and all these things that happen, but we're just as trendy as the next. We'll as as fast as we create it, we're just as quickly leaving it. That's like I experienced that at the Roots concerts when we used to go. Mm-hmm. It, it, exactly. it, was, it, it was like that. That's mm-hmm. when I noticed that myself. Like, oh shit. Yeah, man. Like you go to okay. Roots con- you go to Roots concert, you're not you're a minority as a black. Yeah. Person. Yeah. Yeah. Like. And- every- Everybody goes to those things. It's not just black people, and and honestly, most black people don't even go to the roots concert. Like a, a a few certain ones, but in general, I'm like, nah, that's not their thing. Yep. But let it's, it be, let it be Cardi B or freaking you know someone it's, else. It's flooded, mm-hmm. front and center. The thing yeah. I'm gonna speak on Cardi B. Really, the thing I just didn't, I didn't. She's still here. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's wild to me. Yeah, uh, that's why I say like I'm I'm not a fan of her music, but I, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of her hustle. And yeah. I think she's she literally has taken her small amount of fame and and flipped it into more and more and more. So it's like that part of it, I'm like, yo, that's dope. Like that's really that's impressive. But at the same time, it's like it's unfortunate that like in black popular culture, you look to people that uh, uh to to be these like uh you know role models or stars or voices and like and it's like i'm not sure why it's like we always we're like actively searching for people who could prop up to be a thing and you know and where now cardi b is that person before it was Nicki minaj before it was beyonce i mean beyonce's never gone away but like you know that those are those things that people like keep latching onto to kind of prop up as being like oh she's a bad bitch she's doing her thing or like you know the whole thing with her and Offset, like, you know, that that's a reflection of, you know, black love and like, oh, you know, he cheats on you. She's taken back, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, they're in a, like a horrible relationship. They broke up. Then like, can we just leave it at that and keep it moving? <laughs> yeah, they can't read. Yeah, Beyonce, that's what I'm saying. Like, just, just <laughs> facts. I shouldn't even say facts. I shouldn't even say facts. I shouldn't say facts. We don't know if Beyonce can read. Yeah, really exactly. We should all, say all my single letters. All my single letters. <laughs> so no. I'm not. I'm not gonna say. Yeah, but yeah. 
but even that in in that realm that kind of leads us into the whole uh, R. Kelly situation. And Ant, you actually uh, watched the uh, Surviving R. Kelly. How how was the uh, how was the was it four part series? It was six episodes. Six episodes. Lord and Jesus. let me let me just say just now. I just want to apologize forever. Even last the last episode we had last show we had me even saying I would still play R. Kelly because even on the show like this know, man. Aunt, I don't mean to interrupt. Can you give a. For those that haven't watched it, give a little synopsis of what Surviving R. Kelly is about and then go into it. Okay, Surviving R. Kelly is pretty much, they talk about the lifestyle that he lives as far as the females, the cult atmosphere, how he treated these ladies. Every lady was around 17, the most 19, and I think two were adults. But it, it goes in depth on how he treats these ladies. Like, you have to call him daddy. You have to you have you you have to ask him when to go to the bathroom. Some days you don't eat for about three days. You have to tap on the you have to use your feet tap on the floor to, to call him. If he doesn't answer, you just gotta wait until he answers you. He literally mind, mind fucked these ladies. He there's 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 one lady on there. The parents haven't seen her in three years. Like he takes them. He he just mind controlled them on some Jedi shit. And it never fails. He actually turned a girl into a dude, like had her dressing up with with earrings, cut her hair like an afro, like his boy toy. Like he's sick. Like I was literally like, yo, this is R. Kelly. Like they had to say there's R. Kelly and then there's Robert. Like it's two different people. Like he's just a monster. And it's, it's, it's really, when I watch it, fellas, it, it's really bad. Like, what's going on with this dude? Like, every mainstream needs to cut him off, like, today. It's that bad. He's he's worse than Cosby. He's worse than all of them, to me. Not saying that you shouldn't have a category, but, yo, this dude? <laughs> yo. Okay, he, so, I want to say, um, let's, let's go around the table and say our thoughts about R. Kelly, uh, the whole situation surrounding R. Kelly, and the there is a growing topic that's been bubbling. There's a few topics, okay, we can touch on. There's a topic of separating the man, the man and his music. Can you do that? There's also the topic of saying people were kind of justifying by saying, well, white people get away with it, so could R. Kelly. Also, um, like, let's talk about the culture leading up for the last 30 years. Because I remember hearing the rumor since the Aaliyah marriage. So uh, let's go around the table and kind of talk about that. All right. I'll, I'll make my mouth quick. As far as the black community, his music, he's, his music was so good. And, I'm, and this is about me as well. I'm talking about myself as well. It was easy to, especially after he was not, when he was convicted innocent, not not guilty. It was his music was it was very easy to turn another turn the cheek and, and say, you know what, I love his music. He's innocent. I'm good. Move on. It's because it's, it, it was almost like we knew, but we never kept on with it. It was just a quick, okay, not guilty. Chocolate, chocolate factory album is out. Boom, hit you with some hits. I believe I can fly, hit you with that. 
And as far as the black community, these types of songs was personal to us. So I think he connected with us so much that we was willing to not even talk about his demons and say, he's not perfect, but I love his music. We gave him that pass. He's probably the only artist that the black community gave him that pass because of his music was so good. And mm. it took and it took this for me when I seen the real him with this documentary. Granted, when the show comes on, it says right off the top, he denies it. Everything goes on. He's suing right now. But what I just seen on this, I totally can eat not care for any of his music anymore. But okay, so let's 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 backtrack a little bit. There's a couple things we need to touch on. Uh, Cam, I'm sorry. Did you have anything to add to that? No, no, no. I mean, go ahead. I'll, I'll get my piece at the end. Okay, so well, the thing I have, it's hard to wrap my head around this whole situation. We can preface by saying the signs were out there for R. Kelly having this Ill, illicit behavior with underage women. Um, there's numerous uh, references to it, all the way from the boondocks, the rumored uh, Aaliyah marriage, the stories, the infamous P-tape, Dave Chappelle, skit on it. So it was out there. Now, the question to, I'm, I'm trying to post to y'all and to the rest of the people that's listening who, who will hear, it, hear this, is why wasn't it done? Why was it ignored? Why was it ignored for so long? And why wasn't anything done about it when it happened? Because obviously, why? Also, why mainly black people who celebrate this man's music couldn't let go of the music to vilify this monster? Because he's in the same vein as a Harvey Weinstein. He's in the same vein as a Cosby. He's in the same vein as a Roman Polanski. He's in the same vein. As any Jared from Subway, all these dudes. All I can answer that. Go ahead. Before you before you start, but I, I just want to make sure I'm clarifying that we were unwilling to put him to the fire, and it seems like we just wanted to say, "Well, he makes great music, so we're choosing to ignore that." Correct me if I'm wrong. So I well, think it's a, I think it's a little bit different. So it's it's two things. One, I think this is the part that that black people are struggling with. One is black people as a whole are not a monolith, right? So that this this is what the, the cancel culture has been kind of bubbling for the last year in general. Like everyone has to feel the same exact way about something, right? So it's very interesting right now. Like this is thing. It's like, again, like you said, everybody know about R. Kelly and about his situations and all that. So now if you like R. Kelly music after you know all that, that's on you. And I think it's very interesting now because the documentary that came out, like one of my friends is a DJ, dope dude. And he he kind of gave a whole kind of soliloquy, about five, six paragraphs, talk about it was like, you know, Mia Copa, I'm sorry, shit. I didn't realize it was this serious, that kind of stuff. And he's like, I found it feel ashamed. And I, I thought that was kind of interesting because I understand where he was coming from. But at the same time, to feel ashamed as opposed to to feel ashamed for liking a piece of music, but but not um, it's not uh, acknowledging the the shitty behavior of that human being is the thing that's kind of weird to me. Where it's like this, we were talking about this before. Can you like a piece of art and separate the person, the, the shitty person, of art? You know, that's the species. That's the Harry Weinstein. Like, you know, to me right now, it's just it's just a really interesting thing where like no one's not no one's denying that this dude's a shitty person. It's just that now we're finding out that he's even more shittier than you thought. So now, like you said, is this going to be enough for people to cancel him and not? 
support him in any way. Like, are you buying his music, going into his shows, and all that kind of shit? Now, the most interesting part to me now is like, I'm curious to see why did it take this particular documentary for people to eventually be like, nah, that guy's whack. I'm never going to support him. Where I think before people were like, well, he's a shitty guy, but I like his music. So I kind of just, that's what it is. But I think now you're in a place where, especially on social media and like in public forums, like you have to say, you know, you vilify him. I'm never listening to his music. I'm not, you know, not supporting him. Da, 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 da. And so it's very interesting to see that thing to me because I'm like, okay, you're a grown ass adult. You can pick and choose who you do not listen to and who you don't. I think that's admirable. You told me, like, say, for instance, you know, Cam, you don't listen to Kanye because he's been wilding. So this whole year, you're like, I'm done with Kanye. So that's what that's my stance. And that's what it is. That's completely fine. You're an adult. You should be able to do that. You don't listen to you don't fuck with R. Kelly because you knew that from back what 10 years ago, 15 years ago, Chappelle show. 97. That's bro. what I'm saying. Like I'm saying, so you can't you were already like, yo, R. Kelly's a piece of shit. I don't rock with him. Done. So it's interesting that to me now that it takes a documentary and seeing the pain and hardship of other women to convince you that this person is even shittier than you thought he was. And so like someone asked me, cause like, you know, uh, like my favorite R and B remixes of all time is the ignition remix. It's fucking my favorite remix of all time. Now, I'm an adult. I can actually say that's my favorite remix of all time of R&B sees and also acknowledge that he's a shitty human being. I can do both of those things at the same time. I don't have to be like, oh, that that that's, that song's not my favorite anymore because he's a shitty human being. No, I'm completely okay with that. And I feel no shame nor guilt about it. I'm just curious about now that it's like people saw this documentary and they're like, yo, I can't believe this. It's like, it's just so horrible. He's a horrible person. It's like, dude, he's been saying he's a fucking horrible person for a long time. So why is it now, you know, again, documentaries right in your face and all that. I understand that. But like, like people are so selective with who they rock with and who they don't. And it's so interesting to me that right now, because this documentary is right in your face and you're seeing the pain and heartache of what he put these women through, as opposed to believing 10 years ago, five years, like you said, 97, 20 years ago. So it's interesting to me where I'm just like, I'm not sure, like, how like I'm almost like again like I'm glad that people are understanding how bad he is and all that, but I'm also kind of just like you're picking and choosing who you're canceling and all that kind of stuff. And what's the breaking point? Is it the now that you've seen that he's a, basically a cult leader and has a harem of women? Was it before when he was pissing on people? But is it before when he married a 16 year old Aaliyah? Like what what part of it is there your breaking I, point? I honestly think Ooh, you have both of y'all have great points, but I'm going to just add on. I think at the time back then, what made it get what made him get away with this is a lot of ladies. And again, I'm not saying this is for all. Hey, the, hold on. A lot of you aunties were standing for this dude. Yeah, the majority yeah, of y'all saw him as a sex symbol yeah, and, loved him, and loved him so much that that's all that mattered. And this is before the Me Too movement. This is before social media. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, it was almost so now it's almost like I have to say he's whack because this is the movement that we're all in. And so if I, and if so, I say something else, I get vilified for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the aspect of it. And this is the most interesting point to me is because, again, we're in a spe- like Cam said, Cam hasn't been fucking with R. Kelly since 97. Yeah, and like that's that makes perfect sense. He's been doing shitty behavior for twenty years. Go ahead, Cam. I got, I got so, something to put out there. But, but I was like, but that's what I'm saying. So it's like it's it's it to me. It's so interesting because as black people, like we we're 
we're obviously not a monolith. We all don't think the same. But at the same time, at this this point in juncture, we're all trying to be on that same level. We're like, yo, we all need to vilify. Bill Cosby, same shit. We all need to vilify. This and that. So it's very interesting to me because I'm like, you're, people are kind of picking and choosing when they have to do that. And so it's almost like it's more interesting to me to see that that um, that thought process as people try to do it. Not again, uh, we're not debating that he's a shitty person. Like we all know he's a shitty person. We we've now now it's just even more like uh, apparent that he's shitty. But it's more about to me. It's like how each individual person kind of processes that, and like what's that point? Like you know, like I've never gone to R. Kelly concert. I don't buy any of his music. I still like the Ignition remix because I think it's a fucking dope ass remix. But I can walk, can walk, and chew gum at the same time. And so it's an interesting situation and dynamic that I see where it's interesting to watch people kind of like one. Oh, if you support, if you like R. Kelly's music, you hate all black women. It's like, wait, what? That was a big leap. <laughs> like, where yeah. does that? How does that come from? You know. But again, yeah. I'm pulling back. My, I mean that to say that. Nick, this is a, an excellent example of like the current climate right now. Cause like, if you're saying that he's such a shitty person, like Cam said, he hasn't been fucking with them since 97. He's been a shitty person for a long time. So now yeah. it's more about your selectivity of like what you uh, accept and what you don't. So now that, you know, the evidence is now laid out in your faces, right, right here, you see the pain, you see the anguish, you hear the stories and everything's getting corroborated. Now it's like, Oh shit, I guess I shouldn't like R Kelly. But at the same time, that's the thing that's more interesting to me. Go, go ahead, Cameron. I'm already just speaking. Oh, boy. Um, where do I start? Well, let me first of all say, I mean, honestly, I'm a, I'm asking anybody out there, when's the last time y'all bought an R. Kelly album? It's, that's another thing I was going to say. But that's, yo, know, that's. First of all, uh, yeah. like, I, I haven't, I don't think I've ever bought a, I borrow R. Kelly albums, but I've never bought an r kelly album just be like yo i'm i'm rocking with r kelly i bought two i bought yeah. two i mean that's fine but i'm just saying like i wasn't really checking for r kelly for a long time yeah. um and especially after this i mean this dude rolled up with a cape and a mask i mean come on his name is the pipe piper the pipe piper is a is a, a story about a guy that lures kids from their homes by Having a tune, he wanted to call himself the Pie Piper. Come on, bro, you from Chicago, man? Like, <sighs> yep. Furthermore, so I heard the, the Leah rumors in in high school, and she was underage, right? So yeah. I was like, yo, that's 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 mad wild to me. But there was nothing confirming it. But again, kind of suspect. Fast forward, you hear rumors, then all of a sudden a P tape. Now, what really got me was the Torre interview. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. So the yeah. Tory interview, he asked R. Kelly, and I'm I'm paraphrasing, uh, do you date teenage girls? And R. Kelly response was define teenagers. Now you could see the exact moment when Tory had a meltdown. He's like three brute. He's like his, 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 his afro almost fell off yeah. when he said that he, shit. If you watch the clip. You can see Torrey on live TV reboot his brain to ask that question because <laughs> he couldn't compute what he just heard. And he rephrased it and asked him, do you teach or do you date teenage girls? Now, fool, you're supposed to say, no, hell no, nah, hell to the no. Nah. He over here asking the question with a question. That, that was the moment when I really, 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 really wasn't fucking with this dude. Excuse my language, but I, I just, I was like, I'm done with this dude. Now, 
There was a point where I looked at the Chappelle skit and laughed and laughed it off and didn't see the series behind it, but he peed on a underage woman, you know? Um, and this documentary comes out and sheds light on a lot of things he was like just doing. He was, he's just, just in reality, this dude has a problem, a real serious problem. He's a cult leader. He's literally a cult leader at this point. Like this, this the level that they're presenting him now is like, yeah, he's a cult leader, like yeah. legit one. So the, and again, this goes back to, you know, they're talking about the supportness and all that. Cause there were, you know, we can even touch on with, uh, with Cosby. Cause like one thing was interesting to me was like my dad was not a big Cosby fan, so I didn't really watch Cosby growing up. Like I, I, I watched it here and there. I watched more different world than anything else. Yeah. But it was interesting being around other people on the East Coast because um, in New York, a lot of kids went Faithful. to black. Yeah, they went to black colleges because of the Cosby Show and Different World. And I was kind of like, oh wow, crazy. I didn't really put those two two together because it didn't impact me that much. So they were really hurt. When Cosby has come out at the situation that he is, and we don't have to really talk about that or rehash it, but it was so so it was super interesting to me when I saw that because I'm like, okay, so you know this guy's a shitty person, but it doesn't make a Cosby show a shitty show. It doesn't make the different world a shitty show. And so and so in like in and on top of that, just to finish it up, is like a lot of people went to school on like those Cosby scholarships and did great things. So like again, you can condemn the man and this person's shitty, but then if there's outputs of things that he did that are positive, you could separate those two and be like, well, this guy's shitty, but I went to school on a Cosby scholarship. I'm now a defense attorney for you know low income, da 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 blah blah, like a positive note. And those two things can be the same. And so that I think this is the part that I think people are having trouble with where like the, the rocking and chewing gum at the same time like i, I don't cam no that's what i'm saying but i'm but i'm saying like again if i was a person that went to school to college on a cosby scholarship i'm not gonna feel bad because i did that that's fucking retarded like you're doing good with what you got out of it like it came from a shitty place and you made it into a positive so i think that aspect of it that all or nothing aspect of it is something that i think um people need to reconcile within themselves. Like I can do it, but not everyone can. And like other people be like, oh, well, you know, you, you know, you can't be fucking with Cosby like that. I'm like, yeah, so you're telling me now that the different world is a shitty show? Well, no, okay. So you're telling me now that the Cosby show is bad? Uh, well, no, I was like, okay, so what are you trying to say? Like this person is shitty, so anything that he's touched or even tainted is shitty? Let, let, let me interject, I'll tell you what I'm trying to say, okay? So the, first of all, these dudes are, are habitual line steppers. Oh yeah, totally. Habitual yeah. line steppers. It's not a one, two times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not debating that. Yeah, but this is my this is my reasoning for it. They're habitual line steppers that show no remorse. They're uh, and and they're unwilling to uh, admit guilt. They're fighting against it when the evidence is overwhelming to them. That's the Chuck Berry, and those, are, and those are and those are marks of sociopaths. Yep. These the, all these dudes. The problem I have also is with this. Is that these people want to the, the 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 fans want to protect these quote unquote sacred cows and hold them to a high regard because of their artistic work? Well, you know they have to pay the not only they got to pay the, the price they have to pay the price amongst their fans. They disappointed their fans because we have a perceived image. Cosby put a perceived image out there. He talked bad about black people. He wanted people to do good, but he out here raping folks. Yeah. You you discredit all your goodwill when you do stuff like there is a line that needs to be drawn. Yes. He may have, if he just stole something, okay, we can allow that. But there's a line that has to be drawn. You were you were raping women. Okay, now, but hold on, mm -hmm. hold on, let me finish. Also, with R. Kelly, yeah, you want to like his music, but his music was pre practicing what he was preaching. I can't get behind that. 
mean, listen to the lyrics. Yep, 100%. You got to shut this man. You got to hurt him in his pockets. Now, put put it like this. The surviving R. Kelly, he ain't watched it, but his, his sales spike. I don't get the people who still support this man. After this man has, the evidence is overwhelming. He's practicing what he's preaching, to him, and he's done all this well, crazy stuff. How could you rock with this dude? Because well, I gotta answer the day, that. In the day, talent trumps morals. And look, look oh, at the hell no. But but look at the time. Look at look at where we live at now, fellas. We got a president of the United States who on tape says he likes to fondle women's pussy, vagina. Excuse my French. And he's our president. So this is the world we live in now. It's almost like people care when they want to care. Don't exactly. care when they don't want to care, and so it shouldn't. It shouldn't it, be. It shouldn't be a surprise because it's on all levels of, in this country, it's, and it's selective. And this, this, this is my point. People have selective uh, canceling or slash boycott, and so again, you're telling like, how could people do this? I'm saying I'm not surprised at all because now people that weren't listening to R. Kelly shit, they're like, oh yeah, R. Kelly, oh Spotify, da, da, da. oh man, yeah, he did have some cool songs. Huh. Like this, Cam. Yeah. <laughs> people be like, well, if you're gonna cancel R. Kelly, cancel the real. I was like, that's easy money. I've canceled fools with a, a, a retarded ass opinion. Yeah. I so you, know, you think you think if you think I, if I yep. you think I won't cancel R. Kelly, I've canceled yeah. people for way less. But that's and I, I think and I think that aspect of it is what I'm saying. It's like there's a level of selectivism that people have with who they like again. Who they are gonna fuck with and who are they aren't, and I think that's the most to me that's the more interesting part. We've known R. Kelly's a shitty person for a long time. Now we just know how deep it goes, and this goes back to like Kevin Spacey right now is on trial. This dude be fondling little boys, and I've heard some stories from before even even before he got caught. And I was asking this question. I'm like, okay, we now have confirmed that Kevin Spacey is a shitty person. Is Usual Suspect a worse movie? I haven't watched it since. No, no. watch the scene. Yeah. Which, which again, I to your credit, I think that's dope. But at the same time, is is American Beauty and like, and again, if we go back to this thing, it there, for some people and a lot of people actually, there's not an either or. American Beauty might be your favorite movie because at the time you watched it, it hit a note that fit that hits uh personal to you because you're going through something that has similar whatever the fuck it was. So now that movie is in a special place in your heart and yada yada yada. But now this person's shitty. So it's like, yeah. okay, so now do you cancel this thing that held mu much meaning to you independent of the shitty person that does it? Yeah. Or do you just cancel the whole thing? And I think, again, I give you credit because at least you're sticking to the morals of that line. Like, you have a line. You're like, yo, you cross the line, you're right. done. Hold on real quick. And this is the camp. How, but when you say where people's morality, like how far do you want to go? Because when it comes to music, it's a slippery slope. Yep. Because we we idolize we idolize rappers who said they sell drugs to the community, but we call them great lyricists. Yep. 100%. And we and we and we and we praise these people yep. for 30, 40 years. But yep. yet we tell our kids don't sell drugs. Yep. So, so it's a, when it comes to music, when it comes to music, it's, it's different with music. It's different with music. There is a sense. See, the thing about the difference between R. Kelly and your former or your rapper, formerly drug dealer. Hold on, okay. I'm not comparing the two evils. That's just. I'm not comparing the two evils. I'm trying to say is that yes, there is a level for me. The level, this this R. Kelly, all these dudes raping, this type sexual assault. That's a line. I, like, you selling drugs? Yeah, maybe I've conditioned myself. It's not all right, but yeah. dudes are, like, Jay-Z does not sell drugs. He show remorse. Yeah. He, yeah. he does not do that anymore. Yeah. The difference yeah. between him 
Kanye he's, and R. Kelly. R. Kelly is still doing this, and he does not see any remorse. He, okay, he, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, okay, there's no there's no sense of vindication of trying to redeem himself. And mm-hmm. honestly, and I think, and again, he's a, if he he's you know has all the signs of a sociopath. There's not going to be be any redemption or any remorse of that. And there's going to be an aspect of, and this is the this is the other part too, where the the part of shame culture and how how things are in this with current. Um, thing is people are looking for these people to show remorse to make themselves feel better so say for instance kevin hart scoring this whole thing with the oscars right he said some he said some lame ass gay jokes uh, a couple years ago whatever whatever and so he he apologized at the time and then after that he was kind of like whatever it's comedy whatever and it's interesting because um more and more people want him to apologize but i'm like i'm not sure what you're what do you want out of that person to apologize it's like you want this particular person that has quote unquote insulted you or made you feel uh hurt or whatever to apologize for what for what sense of self that that will make you feel better like if kevin hart tomorrow was like hey you know what all that gay shit i said i i truly apologize i just see the error in my ways i'm now an ally blah 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 all the shit you want them to hear but like does that do anything to make you feel better for what you need, or is it more placating the um, the the public sphere of it? And so it's a very interesting thing to watch because, again, Kevin Hart and the gay thing—that's a whole small small thing, but it's mm. a, it's it's more of a larger realm where like people want these public levels of shame and remorse to make themselves feel better. Like again, if I'm a hardcore R. Kelly fan, bought every album, went to all these tours, you want R. Kelly to uh, absolve himself and feel shame and remorse so you feel better about liking this shitty person. No, I need him to go to jail. That's what I'm saying. But like, but for other, but but actual real fans that are like that hardcore, they want him to be like have some type of remorse. They feel better about themselves for liking this shitty person. Like, so like, if we go, put it like this. Go, let, let me mm-hmm. speak on this real quick. Like mm-hmm. people were like bringing up African Bambada, and I was like, they all need to go to prison. African Bambada created was one of the forefathers of hip hop. Look, I put it like this, man. Look, I I want to step in the name of love. I want to watch Theo go to college. I want to be boy to Planet Rock, but I cannot do that now because these dudes cross the line that cannot be should not be crossed at all. They molested kids, they raped women, uh, and they sexually assaulted and and just did stuff that's not appropriate. That's a line you have a moral line you have to you have to come to an agreement. You have to understand that we all have a fundamental belief of what's right and wrong. There are certain things that are gray area. Like if you do drugs, that's on you. You're hurting yourself. You know what I'm saying? But when you hurt others, especially kids, you got to put your foot down. So can I ask you a question? So yeah. with all the negativity Cosby, R. Kelly, Nevada has done, do we automatically all control, delete all the greatness, even in, in, in knowing that that greatness can actually help a kid okay, let down, me, down the line? Okay. What's With, the, how, what is the greatness of R. Kelly? No. I, okay. I don't think it's about greatness, and I think this is this this is the part that people get confused, right? So, say for instance, like uh, I was in a conversation about Kanye West, and I was talking to a music engineer, and he was talking. I was telling him, I was just like, "Yeah, Kanye is an idiot. He says some dumb shit. He's actually very inarticulate. He can't he can't uh, communicate some of his ideas to a way that makes sense. A lot of times, it's, it's jumbled, you know." And I was just like, but I was like, but I was like, uh, now the interesting part is his thought process of when he creates music and stuff is very interesting to me where I like his music, but I can also be like, he says some dumb shit. And it was funny because that musical engineer, he's classically trained, all that stuff. He's like, yeah, he's not a genius. I'm like, no, no, no. I didn't say he was a genius. I was just saying that like some of the stuff that he does is actually pretty dope. And I'm like, so I think like 
Cam says this before, we throw around, especially in the black community, we throw around the word genius way too much and greatness way too much because it's just our, it's, it, when we people in, in the black community, when we say genius are great, it's almost like saying they're good because <laughs> we say it so much that it's almost last of value. Like, like Prince is a genius. Like, the, like those people, but like we always throw these words around, and like not to say that like the music that R. Kelly made was at a certain level, but it's like we throw these words around that are meant to be for people to elevate at a certain form too mm. easily. So like again, going back to it, like R. Kelly's body of work as an R and B artist and the stuff that he's worked with other people, things Which like that is again. No, no, I will say that it's incredible. I think of, like I believe you can fly that kind of shit now. At the same time, as Cam said, his dude is rape is has a whole harem of fucking chicks, and he's a cult leader. So now, where is your line? Is talent Trump morals? Are you morally like, yo, can't fuck with that dude because that dude's a shitty person? Or you're like, ah, damn, stuff in the name mm -hmm. of love is so good. I don't mm -hmm. know. So again, this and this is what I go back to my point was like, you know, for I think it goes to the individual is like, where are you out on that spectrum? For Cam, there's a line, you cross it, you're done. End of story. Kids and raping and sexual assaults, this is done. Dude, look, let me put it like this. If they ever bring a member of Wu-Tang, you know how hurt I'll be. <laughs> Do you yeah. understand? You'll all be crushed. Them, all them albums I have going to the yeah. Seattle realm. I will out it, boy. It's a cold day in hell where I have to throw all my Wu-Tang, all of it gone. They pulls they ever pull some shit like this. But it'll hurt you though. I'm sure you'll oh, be yeah, stressed out. But, that, but that's not the I'm point. But that's, but that's not the point. The point is he has the he has the moral fortitude to be like, you step, you cross this line, I'm done with you. And again, yeah. in the black community, again, we're not a monolith. So because we're not a monolith, we all think the same, there's gonna be people that don't have that same feeling. And I think uh social media compounds that aspect of it where you know you have your black Twitter and all that kind of shit, the cancel culture and all that dumb shit. But like there's this weird, weird with like everybody wants everyone to be on the same level of this. And I think the the nuances of certain aspects are not being uh shown. And I think like say for this is like John Legend, they're like, yo, John Legend went on it. He was like, Yeah, that food's a piece of shit. I, of course I went on there and said he's a piece of shit. Like and he was completely fine with that, which makes sense because he was like, "I've been saying this guy's a, a piece of shit. I'm going to be on t on tape saying he's a piece of shit." Yeah. And so I, I mean, was like, "Add on to that too." What, what kills me is that one. There's a few things. Uh, this behavior was allowed to go on far too long. Why wasn't he put on trial for this type of behavior? Yeah, but um, to wait, but to, wait, have, wait, to put on trial, you got to do a lot of things and, and do those things where people have to come out to you. You should have to put official charges. There's, awesome. been, a lot, there's been a lot of uh, payoffs. There's been a lot. Watch, of watch documentary. It explains oh, yeah, so, yeah. the documentary. Oh, it. This is what kills me. So I heard some snippets from the documentary, and mm. the people saw this behavior and they didn't report it. Why? Yeah. The parents were there. Why? The to me, Cam, I think money came into play. I think I think personally, a lot of people got paid off. They had to look. There, there's a story of him, a weird story of him playing basketball. Right? <laughs> uh, it was like a little park league, and it was, you know, artists, artists, and industry guys playing basketball. And R. Kelly had four of his homeboys plus him made five. Right? They told him this is how weird the situation is. This is just a situation about R. Kelly. They said he would play basketball and they would be on a four on one fast break. R. Kelly lagging behind. They would wait for R. Kelly to come down, give him the ball to make the layup. He was the only one scoring. What kind of like? Yeah. Yo, they say he was to him. It was like he could not be touched. Like he was God in his eyes. Like um, you, you cannot but touch it, him. All those things come back to being a cult leader. 
Yeah. And so again, the the part that black people in general or as, as a whole monolith, I keep saying it, is is not understanding the t- the the type of behavior that cults have. And mm-hmm. so now that you hear these stories, you're seeing it. And like if you're from the outside that you know don't know anything about R. Kelly or R and B, which is almost impossible, but whatever, you're just like, oh, that's a cult leader. That's what they do. And so now it just happens to be that this cult leader is in the public's fan and is beloved by the, you know, the gist of the people. So that's the part that black people are trying to, to struggle with because they're just kind of like, ah, I love his music, well, but well, he's a Cam, fucking cult leader. If, uh, he's not, if, he's, if he's not a genius, he sure is the number one bamboozler of all time because he bamboozled, fooled millions. Uh, he, look, R. Kelly, just, uh, he made, look, he made R&B songs. What's so great about that? Whatever. Meaning, that, meaning that even with all the stuff that he's done, I believe I could fly that made you delete all the shit that, that he's done based off of his music. And he keeps bringing out more music and more music and more music and more music. I don't, it ain't that hard to let this dude go. Apparently it is hard. Apparently it was. I don't understand. I just don't understand. Yeah. But again, but that's what, what, what they're going to say. Oh, man, but his music. Man. Exactly. But <laughs> Uh, but again, I go back to the same thing I said before. It's the monolith where it's like, unfortunately, in the black community, we have this weird messiah complexes where we want to elevate certain people. Usually it's fame, music, athletes to a level of deity level or a level of leadership that's not deserving. And we're always looking for this weird Malcolm or, Mal- or uh, Martin type of figure and every a popular figure that we have, whether it's a Beyonce, whether it's a Michael Jackson, whether it's a Prince, we, we hold whether, on. whether it's a Denzel, whatever it is, in our small community as a as a whole, for odd reasons, we try to we we want to have these like a Kobe, a LeBron, or whatever the goat, you know, the greatest of all time, Janet Jackson. Like it's a weird sense where I'm like, I just. To me, and again, this goes back to me growing up in a, in a multicultural environment. I didn't really care about those things because I was kind of like, whatever. And I'm just the world is mixed with a bunch of everyone. But for other people that are, you know, in a, a situation where they only hang out with black people, they only grew up with black people. Like there are certain aspects of stuff that we just don't have that aspect. No. Like, and that that so I see. So I'm that's why for me it's curious to see it where like it it like Cam says there shouldn't be a struggle. R. Kelly's just a piece of shit. You're canceling that dude, but for other people, they're kind of just like they they look at all the memories they had with the music that he created or all that kind of shit. And so there's a level of de- <laughs> exactly. So there's a level of deity. Like come come find out, Beyonce is fucking uh ha- you know did something horrible. And I think it, I, th- I have a feeling it would be the exact same situation of how what who are you a- telling? You know what's a mommy of this mommy of the OJ Simpson trial, the show, the same oh, thing, yeah. the same thing. I didn't I didn't hate OJ. Until I find out this dude is the true Uncle Tom. Oh, he's been, he's been, he's been and, for a and, second. And, 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 and we know he killed this chick. Like it's the and, same. It's the same was, thing. The reason there was a reason in why we stood behind OJ, and you got to think about the climate at the time he was arrested. It was right after uh, Rodney King, and it was right after Latasha Harlings, who got murdered by a Korean store owner. So to see another black man go down by the hands of the law, the black community thought we need to get. We need a victory. We need a win. We didn't understand, like uh, Cochran did a lot of uh, things to put OJ to make him look like he was part of the black community. But we didn't find out because we weren't close to the situation was yeah. that he wasn't associating yeah. himself with black the black community and black people. And, 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 and that's how I felt with the R. Kelly thing, though. 
he wasn't really for us either. He was literally just. But when a, you a say, demon. but the thing is, when you say for us, this is the part that people don't understand. I I, I go back to the whole monolith thing. Like when you get to a certain economic level, you're mm-hmm. not having the same type of lifestyle or struggles that other people are having. And this is the part that I don't understand why. And, and, and again, I say this all the time. I don't get how black people look at a rich black person, they are the same. Besides our, our color of skin, we don't really have similar situations. And so when Kanye is talking about being in Calabasas and buying property of land and building an artist commune for other artists that can be creative, your average nigga on the street doesn't understand what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> and so so again, and so it's, it's such a weird thing where we, we try to see ourselves in these celebrities or these singers or these like athletes when in reality they're so far removed from that shit that they're not the same. Now, they might have came from meager beginnings and all that kind of shit, sure. But there's a certain level, like people were talking about when, remember when Jay-Z was dancing in Soho with the white lady and freaking drinking fucking tea and shit like that? And I was yeah. laughing because I was like, yeah. That makes sense. That's Jay-Z's life now. This nigga's not on Marcy Projects in the corner hanging out and shooting dice. Like, this dude's worth like a, a, a half a billion dollars. Like, he's going to be in hanging out with artist people. <laughs> he's worth yeah. a billion now. But, but that's what I'm saying. So it's it's a, it's such a weird thing where, um, I weird to me anyways, that people look at these celebrities and these people as themselves. Like, again, Cardi B. People really, women really love Cardi B because they love her fierceness, how she's unapologetic, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, but she's not you. Like she's Boricua. She's actually Afro Boricua. But it's like there's aspects of it that you, like people want to see themselves in these celebrities. So when they fall or they falter, this is how they feel. This is how. That's why it's hard for them to let it go. And so you have. So it's deeper. It's way deeper. It's like same with Cosby. Co- people looked at Cosby as a father figure because whether they had a father there in their time or maybe they maybe their father wasn't that great or whatever the fuck it was. But they looked at the Cosby Show and how uh, Cliff Huxtable was as a father that they wanted and so when he falters it, it personally hurts them because they literally thought of him as a father figure and now this father figure has tumbled and so that's those aspects of it. it goes deeper than just like liking being a fan of the music or a fan of the show it's like the people internalize these uh de- these people almost like i said to a deity level so that's why it's not it's surprising to me that it's hard for people to quote unquote cancel them because they don't look at them as just an artist or just a whatever they look at them as something more than that and that's why we get into these weird situations yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but like you said like, the people who still supporting r kelly you lot disgust me yeah <laughs> that's crazy and, and also my and i laugh too because my other thing i would say is like what's the level of support like like you said like you haven't bought you have never bought an r kelly album you never you know went to an r kelly show you've not purchase anything that would monetarily you know support r kelly or like any of that situation like i'm a dj right i'll play ignition remix probably the only song i play out of all of it although i like a bunch of other songs that he does but anyways uh, where what's what quote unquote support what does that mean like I, I heard a comment on twitter where someone was like well if you like his music you hate all black women and i'm like what the fuck where does that come from how did you leap from i like this one song to i hate all black women like yeah where, where is that leap in logic that goes it? And so, it, it, so those these these things where I'm always so curious to see where, how we're gonna um, process it and how we're gonna go with it. And again, just goes back to it. R. Kelly's a shitty human being. We all know this. Now we know he's even more of a shitty human being than normal. Hopefully, this documentary will lead to court cases and shit that will actually hold him accountable for all of his crimes. Uh, but again, we've seen in in most things 
maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But again, I'm just curious to see how people will reconcile this and where and will they go with it. So again, man, it's it's a it's an interesting thing for black people as a whole to deal with because I'm I'm curious to see how they're wrestling with it and where they go. Cause I think this this really either or and all or nothing thing is gonna be super interesting. I will say this if the y'all playing him, it will be on the low. Nobody's gonna be playing him in his in the club blasting um step in the name of love. They'll be playing that on with headphones on at the gym or in their house cleaning up and that's gonna be that. Yeah, that's how, that's how we'll see, man. And again, like you said, like you know, R. Kelly's uh, uh, listens and spins on Spotify went up when all the shits that came out. So again, people, said it's the same thing. Like Trump is a good example. Like a lot of people didn't want to claim Trump, want the run up because they didn't want the backlash. Then Trump won, and then right after, yeah, I voted for Trump. What? Blah blah yeah. blah. And so yep. it's like that's the same mentality. Whereas it's just like like Cam said, how are you listening to R. Kelly if this fool is fucking. Uh, raping chicks and has a fucking harem and he's a cult leader. But then at the same time, you look at the spins and look at the numbers. Because, you know, Spotify took off R. Kelly on any plot, uh, playlist that they have. Like, mm-hmm. all, they didn't take his music off, but they, they didn't promote him. They didn't put him on the front. They didn't put him on any of their Spotify approved playlists. And, and, yet, and, yet, all his spins got more listens. And one thing and I... One thing, to, they have business trying to make money. They don't have morals. I'm talking about the people that's going to rock this dude. I'm like, how you? why you want to listen to a dude that like rapes underage kids and tortures them and puts them through hell. Like what kind of, what kind of like, why, why would you support that? And, and, and they'd be like, how, well, how do we not support it? Don't buy his music. Don't stream him, hurt him in his pockets, make him suffer. If he's not going to go to jail, we're going to make him suffer by not listening to his music. This dude is not in jail. Mm-hmm. Nope. And the biggest crime out of this too is RCA. His regular label. They don't, don't tell me they didn't know. Don't tell me a lot of artists and celebrities didn't know. Oh, so yeah. It's, That's it's a, thing. They, 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 they mm-hmm. knew they, they, they rock with him still. Still. They chose, they chose to ignore it. And Dame they keep Dash, it. Dame mm-hmm. Dash said, oh, I knew something was up, but you was in the Fiesta video. Hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's almost like it's so many people in the blame that looks bad. That's not that's going to cover up right now. But that's, but, but that, keep a low profile. I'm not. I'm. I'm not even going to touch the subject. I might. I might not even come out for a while until this dies down. But, but again, that's what I'm saying. So it goes back to the morals versus talent, and you know, and you, like you said, it's a business. So again, people want to be up in arms about morality and this and that, but at the same time, it's a good. Like I go back to Trump. Good example. How many evangelical? Uh, pastors mm-hmm. and priests are all up at the White House because Trump's their dude. Knowing this nigga is literally the worst and most anti-Christian <laughs> ever, yet yep. they sure are in the White House talking about how Trump is a is going to deliver us. We should pray for him and bullshit this, this and that. But it doesn't matter because he is advancing the agenda that they want, and it's and like uh, same with the you know all the stuff. So again. As Cam was saying, you would hope people would be on the level of Cam in terms of like, you know, having that moral line. But in general, no, most people aren't. People are kind of shitty. They like what they like and then they keep it moving from there. So it's not surprising that that's not that's happening. And I think the social media has now made a more of a bigger voice and a more of a shame in terms of like people uh, rewarding shitty behavior and all that. But at the same time, it just shines the light that like, no, not everyone is fucking morally superior or has that kind of aspect in general. No, people like what they like and then they rock with it and they will tell themselves whatever they need to, to, to make them get down, you know, 
get by in a day. Like, you know, they're when they listen to a step in the name of love, they're not thinking about him getting raped in some four, uh, some like 13 year old chick at all. And, and that's sad. That's how they do it. So again, whether that's the right thing or the wrong thing, it's just more like that's how they're looking at it. And so that's to me is the most interesting part where I'm curious to see how this all plays out. Like, is this going to lead to charges and this and that, or is it not going to lead to charges? And it's going to be, you know, because because it's been the last 30 years and this nigga still got mad harems and chicks. So I'm curious to see where this goes and how that rolls and how is the black community like, you know, deal with it. Like I said, the B, like, you know, the BTs and the and the CNNs and the TV ones are like, are they fucking with them on a business level and all that stuff? Are they hurting his pockets or anything like that? So I'm like, I'm more curious on that level to see what happens and going from there. If businesses will stick to that moral high ground or they'd be like, nah, this nigga still sells tickets. So I'm, we're going to book him and then go from there. Mm-hmm. What amazes me is the apologist for R. Kelly and the fact that this dude rocks a Zorro mask and kids' clothes, trying to look like a kid, he's 40 years old. The only dude <laughs> I'm rocking, the only dude that I'm rocking with from a music standpoint that I'm wearing a mask is Bobby Digital. And he only had kids. So, <laughs> I'm cool, man. I'm cool on R. Kelly. It's easy, uh, easy uh, money. Uh, uh, allegedly. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, right. Allegedly. Allegedly, that P tape wasn't him either, huh? Yeah. Right. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying. If a nigga gonna pee on me, I'm move. <laughs> yeah. Pee on me, boondocks. But yeah, yeah. But that's. I, I, but I think, like I said, it's again. I'm, I'm just like I said. I'm. I'm curious to see what happens now. Like that's all I'm saying. Like there's certain people that never fuck with Ella Kelly for the longest time, like Cam and other people, and there's other people that still did. And now people are doing that Mia Copa. Like I don't feel the need to do a Mia Copa, or I feel shame or any of that dumb shit like that. It's just like, yo, you're a fucking grown ass adult, dude. Either either own it or don't own it. If you're not gonna like R. Kelly, then don't yo, like R. Kelly. R. Kelly Ooh. got a lot of us, man. There's a lot of barbecues with them, his songs, two stepping weddings, reunions. He so a lot of people who gonna come out and start complaining with him. Just remember what you was playing all these years. So don't. So you're right, kid. All both every all of y'all right, man. Like it's just. But starting now, it should change. I don't want to hear yo. Let's throw this music music going a barbecue a wedding. No, like we no, know but every I, but we I think, know everything. But, I, but that but I think I think that's the stand. So like say for instance like uh one of my friends I DJ for him. And he was like, yo, you know, he he actually didn't say anything. He was like, yo, when she did, he's like, all I ask is you just don't play R. Kelly. I can't rock with that brother. And I was like, all right, cool. It's no yeah, I mean, there's a, I mean, there's, yeah. there's a cluster of R&B people out there. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not, it's not a, it's no thing to say like, hey, oh, the just, like the, just like the one got to go and they got R. Kelly, it's easy. Yeah. There's a cluster of artists out there you can listen to without having to listen to Robert Kelly. Yes, he had some hits. Yes, he was a pinnacle of the 90s uh, R&B movement. Yeah, 2000. He was that guy. But we got to let that go. Like I said, he crossed a line you should not cross. That's it. I don't have to listen to his music anymore because the dude, one, hasn't been punished and he's still roaming around free, promoting music, and he feels, like I said, he feels no remorse. He's going to sue. This documentary came out with all the evidence and he's still got the nerve to sue back, even though it's too back. Because if you're at if you're at that level and you're at that level of sociopath, like what are you doing wrong? Like you expect all this stuff. So again, this goes back to people feel like these people have the same morality that they have. Like like go back to Trump, same shit. Trump is a narcissist, and so like he will lie as much as he wants, and he'll never admit to anything, and he'll never have remorse because that's what he is, and that's how he is. So uh, and uh, so. 
the the public shame that people want him to feel is never going to happen because they're not going to have that understanding. If if R. Kelly is, is indeed the leader of a cult, like all these aspects are saying, of course he's not going to have shame or remorse for that. He got people around him. He got his harem of homies that he chills with that allows him to be who he is. He has his, his bitches that he has or whatever. So it's like, again, we're looking for these people to have remorse and shame where they're not going to have that. And so now I'm curious to see again where the black community is going to rely on that, where we're like, no, we don't rock with that. You're over, you know, no. So I, 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 that's what, to me, where I'm, I'm at. Like, I'm curious to see where, where does this go now? And I think that's the, that to me is the most interesting aspect of it. Because again, like you said, how come this dude's not in jail? How come there's no charges? How come there's no this and that? Da, 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 da. Like you know, the public shamings and all that. They were building a court case on Harvey Weinstein for years and so in New York, and so, and then now that all this started to come up on a public face, it, it gave them the extra ammo to be able to actually charge this dude with some stuff. And so that's how that kind of went. So I'm curious to see what's going on with the, you know, on the R. Kelly tip and what, what's going on from that aspect of it. He got to go. Yeah, so, he got to go. Yeah, so, but yeah, yeah, you know, it's you know, that went a little longer than we expected. We didn't want to get all, but they, those are those interesting things where, like, this is what's been talked about in, our, in the black communities right now. And, um, yeah. Uh, no, which is crazy because there's fucking million other things going on in the world that are way more important. But this is what you know. This is a, a very the biggest topic on the water yes. cooler. I'm gonna call it right. They call it that. Yeah, all this talking and 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 we didn't and we we didn't even talk about my man Young Jock, which is way more serious. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's be <laughs> wait, 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 before we switch gears, before Young Jock, we have to talk about Usher. Because oh yeah, yeah, yeah. crawl so Usher can walk. So, but but see, wait a minute. Now let's be fair. In the sixties, this is the style of haircut the young brothers used to have, and they had they permed their hair. They they styled it like white folks. Whether it's the left, what is the right? Uh, Malcolm did it. Uh, freaking James Tem Brown did it. Temptations. Everybody did it. Everybody did it. But now yeah, we're in 2000, 2018, 21st century, and Usher comes comes out, got the hair on perm. Uh, we're rocking zoot suits and singing Babalu. We're <laughs> looking like we're looking like the the Hughes brothers out here tap dancing. Yeah, looking like uh, Callaway out here, Heidi uh, Heidi Ho. What is going on, right? First of all, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a lot of young black males in the hospital burning up their scalp. That's number one. Like this, you got certain females that can't do their hair. Now you're gonna have kids out here. Do <laughs> I mean, why they got young Jock and Usher looking like Ricky Ricardo out here? Like, what's going on? What's going on? Why? Like, first it was bleaching. Now it's this. What is going on? This is a Houston rapper. I don't get the fi the the fixation with making your hair look like something out of the '60s, like you was rolling with Malcolm X when you were going by uh, red or something like. What? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> What's Listen, going on with our hair? I, I, side I, I, side I, note: a TV show starring Malcolm X as red, and the years before it became Malcolm X would have been super dope. Just saying. <laughs> All right, keep going, keep going. Listen again, disclaimer. Nobody get offended because, but I, I will say this, man. Yo, guys, y'all, you're a man, yo. Men. Like what Morgan Freeman would say, like men. God damn it. Like, yo, certain things you cannot do. 
Yo, you know what? I don't even think this has anything with being like a, a feminine because you're a man. I think this is just they want to conform to being like like people straighten well, hair to be like more white. Well, I took it all right. That's 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 what it is. But young jock to me, yo, my man, you got I I don't even know what to say on this man. Like he looks like a black dragon ball character, yo. Like I don't understand. Yo, it's wild. It's wild. I mean, if like Cam brought out the pink, right? Like if they trying to make a move like Cam Cameron, remember when Cameron was all about the pink movement and trying to be like on the forefront? This ain't it. This ain't it. I'm not about to put anything in my hair that's gonna have me looking like a Barbie doll. Like I'm cool. <laughs> I'm straight. Like I love my hair. I love natural hair. We in an age where natural is in. It's been in. And to see these young bro- I, look, I think. I don't know what's up with Young Jack, but I think Usher going through a midlife crisis or something. Nah, I think Young Jack is going through it worse. Yo, Young Jack is the equivalent of uh, Sammy Sosa, but with his hair. He looks, yo, he looks like a jaded picket, Nia Long, all in one. Like, yo, he got his. This is something that it takes about three hours in a hair salon, literally. (laughs) You gotta, you gotta fade and a. Yo, he no. got a haircut look like Fantasia. Yes, he looked like a Fantasia. Exactly. That's hilarious. He got the let me speak to your manager haircut, bro. <laughs> like, listen, man. This is listen, this kids, man. Houston, come get your man. Listen, <laughs> we in the government shutdown right now. Do not spend your last on perms, please. Dude, this is out perms. Do not spend $300 because this is not no Tanala haircut. I'm telling you that right now. That's a relaxer. Yo, man, he's, he's uh, you know he's he's letting the lady he's laying it down, he's laying it down. Get your help, get help. Yo, women do it all the time. Do you just can't do it anymore? Make sure, make, sure, make sure you have health care, please, more than ever now, because <laughs> well, you will. We got dudes out here rocking Brazilian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the that yo, we, but I'm I'm curious too, because like I'm again, I'm curious to see who is gonna follow that and start doing more shit like that. It's gonna be these young kids. It's gonna be a bunch of temptations all in high school, all of them. Jimmy Ruffins all over the place. A bunch of reds rolling around here. Hair falling out. Oh, it's gonna be a lot of trust me. We'll so, start. Hey, put it like this: if any one of my friends come out looking like Sammy Sosa or Ricky Martin or <laughs> Ricky Ricardo, I'm flaming you on sight. Oh yeah, you get <laughs> you, you get You're gonna get the B business. Don't come out here looking like little Richard singing wop baba loop bop bam bam boo. No, bro. You're gonna get yeah. it. Don't you cannot that. you cannot embarrass your girlfriend at a date. No. Like you can't you can't be doing that. Your your yeah. can't be better than hers. You can't, yeah. Your <laughs> head can't be better than hers. Yeah. You, you just can't. It's like if my girl when, she, when boy, her fade can't be better than mine. I gotta look way crispier than her. Yo, let my lady come in here with a fade, yo. We're gonna have some problems. We wanna be I mean, like, I mean, like who your barber? <laughs> like, yeah. You cannot have a fade better than me. Unless 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 that's always been your style. You can't just wake up and say, yo, I'm gonna give me a little fade, a part of my hair. Fuck it. Nah, we can't. We're not doing that. It's gotta be a balance, man. Work, 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 work. <laughs> All right. Let's let's wrap it up. Let's get some final words. Cam, what's your final word? Ooh, I don't even have one. Uh, final word, final word. Oh, uh, people, learn to separate illicit behavior from the artistry. It's not that hard. Uh, figure out your morals. 
make a line, and if they cross it, just make a conscious decision to separate yourself from the artist. If these dudes are not being punished, or these people are not being punished in a way that seems fit, you have to figure a way. Well, I think as a society, we have to figure a way to uh, make them feel remorseful or hurt them, whether it be financially or giving them our energy or voice to put their content out. Um, it's not that hard to cancel out. I mean, I've canceled out people for a lot less. Uh, for example, Kanye for saying stupid stuff. But the thing about the difference between him and these other uh, monsters is that Kanye is just saying stupid stuff. And eventually he may come back into my good graces. But right now, they are all quote unquote canceled. So people out there, learn to set. I, I think we should learn to separate these sacred cows and don't put them on a high pedestal and learn. Th these dudes are monsters and men and women alike are doing things that uh, are not okay in my book and they shouldn't be okay in your book, but to each his own. Just learn how to separate that. Dope. And what's your final words? Mine's is way off the wall on this one. All right, fellas. I've been the last the last thought was I was watching it again. <laughs> what? And, <laughs> and and I always I always defended Luke how he died and how he went out. But yo, fellas, I was watching it the other day. I said, yo, my man Luke had a stroke on top of a rock. I was kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I finally convinced myself to say, "Yo, that probably was the worst ending for a Jedi and his caliber in history." Oh, and, so now we come around. Uh, oh, listen, I, I finally, I and I, re, I understand why they, he did it, but when I saw him on a rock and just passed out, I just thought of him fighting Vader, fighting Jabba the Hutt, and I'm like, my <laughs> man had a stroke. On a, on a, and and it took me a while. Like I I always knew it, but I I just I guess the the mature aunt was like, you know what? I know why they did it. But the real Star Wars fan in me was like, yo, Luke, this is how Luke went out. So the next movie that comes out this is it this year? It has, uh, is it? This, I think it is this year. They need he needs to be. They need redemption. Is I need redemption for Luke. Quick note on that: Star Wars ain't that deep to go be rewatching it twice. It's Star Wars. So that was a bad movie. Luke went out like it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Terrible. Slow down. That's a, that's a whole. But podcast. but 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 my final he is all about redemption for him. He needs to come back with something different. Who's gonna redeem himself? R. Kelly or Luke? <laughs> it gotta be Luke. Wait. Oh lord. It, it gotta. <laughs> and Luke is dead. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. When when you got Yoda coming back from the heavens and now shining you. That is is an issue, man. So I I, I need redemption when you start. With. That's, that's my final. That's my final word on that. Hilarious. Uh, my final word is you should if you haven't, you need to go watch uh Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Uh, that is the best Spider Man movie ever made. I will die. I will die on that hill and be okay with it and can easily debate it. Uh, it's really really dope just in terms of like feel. Uh, like not even the like, animation is already dope, but we don't have to worry about that. But just writing, the voice casting, how it was even directed, and then the the pacing of it was really dope. And like it's just a good, enjoyable movie. It introduces some interesting, fun characters that you want to know about. Any anyone that shows up, all has enough shown and given to them that you're interested to learn more about them. There was no one in there in there by accident. I thought it was really, really dope. 
Um, I think people should. It's one of those ones where if you're not an animation fan, you could watch it and really enjoy it. It has a lot of heart, has good action, it's funny, and it's a good movie. Like it was easily my favorite movie of this year, and um, it's just a, it just it's just a good time. And I think more you need more movies like that where you can just go watch a movie and enjoy it and then later on if you want to watch you can critique it and all that stuff but yeah it's just it's just a good movie and i think more people need to watch stuff like that and support things like that that are dope and so that there's more of those things and then you know again it it, may, it did make a good amount of money so you're gonna see spinoffs but yeah it's just a dope movie and people need to go watch it big, big shout out to the latinx uh main character shout out to miles morales yeah, man, it was dope. Like, there's just so many levels of it that were just—they just did such a great job, and so. Is it theaters still? Is it still the movie theaters? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it still is. Okay. So I'm definitely want to check it out a second time so I can look at the so I can geek out and look at all the nuances. But yeah, man, it was it was just a good it's just a good time, and I'm I'm glad that it happened, and I'm glad that they made it because it it will open some doors for other things to happen. I think uh, along that line, so. And just when people were talking about, ah, oh, I'm getting tired of superhero movies and this and that. And if they, if they just keep, if they keep making bad superhero movies, then of course you're gonna get tired of it. But uh, lately, they just been making some good ones, man. Right. They're all entertaining. So what you can do. Um, but yeah, that's about it, fellas. Table truth, and we out. You can listen and download to all of our episodes of the Table of Truth on iTunes. Just search the Table of Truth podcast.